0: we are back live from the break, ladies and gentlemen, on the hottest show in the streets. When it comes down to Alabama football talk, debate, and conversation, it's in my own words with yours truly, your man, your confidant, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I am live in studios, folks. When I mentioned that this week, this week's edition of shows would be incredible. This week's edition of Shows would give you amazing content and things that you could discuss, converse amongst yourselves. I wasn't kidding. The conversation in topic one on Tua Tagovailoa's durability, that was a good one. But this topic right here, part two of the conversation, is what makes me so excited about the upcoming college football season. I mean, I am amped about Alabama football. And this topic right here on uh, Dabo Sweeney, Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney, and uh, does he fit the Alabama factor? In the event that Nick Saban was to retire, does Dabo Sweeney fit the Alabama factor? Does he fit as the next coach of the Crimson Tide? Here's a topic that we're about to get into. I listen to a lot of sports talk radio matter of fact was listening to sports talk radio the other day on the way home from work long day at the office you know how you get in your car after a long day of work and you crank the key of your car and you take that first you know exhale after work after that first exhale you get that feeling of inner peace you're like man i'm myself again I dealt with all of these hooligans all day long on my job. And I finally get back to my car and I crank the ignition. It's like, hmm, I'm me again. That's how I felt the other day. That's how I felt. Got in my car, listening to Sports Talk Radio. And the main topic of Sports Talk Radio is what if, in the event, Nick Saban retires? As disrespectful as that sounds, right? I mean, Nick Saban, coming off the hip surgery, the hip replacement, he mentioned after the A-Day game he's not trying to coach for just one more season. He's trying to get years of coaching done, right? He's not done yet. But yet, everybody, conversation being, if Nick Saban was to retire right now, who would be the de facto replacement who would fit in as the next Alabama coach and you know what's so crazy is prior to the last few years the conversation has always been at some point Nick Saban is going to leave Alabama to go elsewhere right he's only had a program for four to five seasons He's going to go to Texas. You know, Alabama's getting boring to him now. He's won national championships. He's produced the University of Alabama into a national football league draft factory. He's done all he can do with the Crimson Tide. He wants to conquer something new. He wants to conquer something different. You know, Bama's getting boring. Bama's getting stale. Bama's been there and done that. He wants a new challenge. And you don't see Nick Saban and failure in the same sentence, but people always like to bring up, well, his career in the National Football League was a failure with the Miami Dolphins. He he should go back to the NFL and really show that he could dominate that league. Now, people always like to leave out this little caveat: um, the NFL did not give Nick Saban complete control henceforth the Miami Dolphins situation with Drew Brees. There was one team doctor that overruled Nick Saban. Now, people don't want to say that. Oh, no. But I want to put that little caveat in there because that cancels out the argument. But one team doctor overruled Drew Brees. And just because, you know, he was given a 10% chance to play again due to, you know, completely shattering that shoulder just about, Nick Saban still wanted Drew Brees. Um, the NFL did not give him complete control in making that happen. The Miami Dolphins did not do that. Uh, he was overruled by one team doctor. But for the longest of time, probably the last few years, it's been, you know, Nick Saban is going to leave to go somewhere else. Well, after he and his wife, Miss Terry, nipped that in the bud, the last few years the talk has drastically changed to okay he's not gonna leave and go elsewhere but at some point nick saban's gotta hang up the shoes and retire right i mean he's 67 years old for christ's sake the brother's gonna be 68 this season halloween of this year october 31st of 2019 at some point he is gonna retire that body is gonna break down like that physical physique cannot hold up much longer, can it? I mean, he's just coming off the hip surgery, the hip replacement. I get it. We see the news clippings of him throwing the cane and the walker to the side but, I mean, once he gets on the field, at some point he is not going to stay atop the football mountain, right? I mean, he can't coach into his 70s and 80s. What makes this crazy is, I actually have a list of coaches right here that I've actually coached into their late 60s, 70s, and early 80s. I mean, starting this off, you have Nick Saban's mentor in the National Football League, Bill Belichick, for the New England Patriots. Bill is 67 years old. Will be 68 at some point this year. And Bill, the man in the hoodie, has is showing no signs of slowing down. The six-time national the six-time Super Bowl champion, excuse me, for those Patriots. And then you have Pete Carroll, the Silver Fox for the Seattle Seahawks. He's 67. Will be 68 at some point this year. He's showing no signs of slowing down. Was a national champion? at the University of Southern California, should be a two-time Super Bowl champion for the Seattle Seahawks, but you know what? I'm gonna do Kermit the Frog. I'm gonna sip my tea, because whatever the Sam Hill that call was against the New England Patriots in that Super Bowl in 2013 was none of my stinking business. But Pete Carroll, still moving right along. And how could we forget the great Dick LeBeau? Dick LeBeau, who was a head coach in the NFL, and an assistant coach in the nfl his last coaching gig from 2015 to 2017 was with those tennessee titans the brother coached until he was 80 dick LeBeau was 80 before he retired you look at college football you gotta start off about with bobby bouton who coached until he was 80 years old was with florida state from 1976 to 2009 Joe Paterno could have coached until he was 90 if not for that whole mess that went down with Jarrett Sandusky at Penn State God rest Joe Paso was 85 years old when he finished coaching last year with Penn State, was in 2011, but how about Bill Snyder? I mean, he's probably the only guy that could start his career off at Penn State, I mean, at Kansas State, excuse me, then leave Kansas State, watch Kansas State crumble to the ground, come back to Kansas State, and build it right back up. Bill Snyder coached until he was 79. Last year, 2018, with the Wildcats. I then been Steve Spurrier coached until he was 74 years old from 2015 from 2005 to 2015 was at South Carolina spent last season or one season with the Orlando Pilos of the American Alliance Football League hate that group disbanded got suspended but oh well but those are just some names right there of guys that are still that that coached until late 70s late 60s late 70s even to some you know early 80s but Ain't no way Nick Saban's going to coach for this long, right? Ain't no way. Like, the question's been Nick Saban's retirement. Disrespectful as that sounds. But the guy that everybody is penciling down, everybody thinks is going to be Saban's de facto replacement. It's got to be Dabo Sweeney, right? It's got to be Dabo. I mean, my goodness, he's a Bama guy. From Pelham, Alabama, just outside of Birmingham, played on the 1992 national championship team under Gene Starlings. I mean, he's a Bama guy, right? When he has that "Mama Calls" moment that Paul Bear Bryant had, you gotta think Dabo Sweeney, Davo's gonna come back home. He's established Clemson to a to a national power, but if it, if it had to be a de facto replacement, it's gotta be Dabo Sweeney, right? That's the conversation going on throughout Sports Talk Media. My rebuttal to that statement is, my rebuttal to that statement, does Dabo Sweeney really fit the Alabama factor? Think about this long and hard, tie, fans. Does Dabo Sweeney really fit the Alabama factor that Nick Saban talks about so much? I mean, what? was Clemson before Davo Sweeney Clemson had one national championship in 1981 now of course with Sweeney it has two of the college football playoff era 2016 and of course 2018 I am and, and maybe and maybe I'm just old school maybe that's just me maybe I'm just old school but I am a firm proponent of if you can't beat them join them right if you can't beat them join them Butch Jones could not beat Alabama. He had a couple of nice recruiting classes at the University of Tennessee from 2013 to 2017, but he couldn't beat Alabama. So poor Butch Jones comes to the University of Alabama to learn under the feet of Nick Saban as an intern, as an offensive analyst. Lane Kiffin couldn't beat Nick Saban, so guess what? He joined him. Mike Stoops. Could not beat Nick Saban this past year in the Orange Bowl as he was the defensive coordinator for the Oklahoma Sooners. So guess what? He joins Nick Saban as a defensive analyst. And you got the likes of Brian Baker, Charles Huff, and Charles Kelly. Could not beat Nick Saban at their respective program. So guess what? They joined him. There are other coaches that have also couldn't beat Nick Saban or they they just came to Alabama just to see, you know, how is Nick Saban doing this? How is he continuing to keep this program afloat? What's the secret sauce? What's the recipe to Nick Saban's success? It's the reason why they're all here. Dabo Sweeney is different. He's beaten Nick Saban twice. One of which in the 2019 college football playoff title game off the 18 season was a darn near 30-point beatdown, a darn near 30-point physical and mental undressing of the man we hail as the greatest of all time in college football, that being Nick Saban. Clemson got the 44-16 to 16 win. So with him beating Saban twice and him being the co-king of the college football playoff, if you will, there have been five CFP national championship games. Clemson's won two, Alabama's one two, Ohio State won the first one in the inaugural year of 2014. With Dabo doing this, what, Alabama would not solidify him. I mean, coming to Alabama would not solidify him, but the, the, the biggest thing in this for me is there is a, a lot of freedom that Dabo gets at Clemson. I mean, here's a guy, and, and I'm not knocking him. Great coach. Strong Christian man of faith. You know, nothing against the guy personally, but this is a guy that has a lot of freedom at Clemson, right? I mean, he's giving players wet willies before the NFL draft. I mean, he's Got these crazy slogans called Bring Your Own Guts. I mean, he's dancing in the locker room. He's created a culture at Clemson that is based on fun, excitement, carefree. We're doing it for the kids. We're doing it for the education. We're doing it because we're a family. Coaching continuity. You know, all of these things. Versus Alabama that's built the program off of toughness, blue collar, hard hat, business mind mentality tradition NFL Draft Factory you know they, they, they built this off of having the opponent wet their pants when they have to play Alabama they're going holy smoke I have to go against that team and I don't want to go against that team you even have young men that Their minds are not even fully developed. They're 17, 18, 19 years old, can't even lease a car. But they know if I go to Alabama, I'm making a business decision going to the NFL. Two completely different programs built completely different ways. But does Dabo Sweeney fit the Alabama factor? There's a lyric... To a song by rap artist Meek Mill called there's levels to the stuff levels to the stuff and uh, when you think about basketball for just a moment here where is the mecca of basketball where do you go to or, or what do people say as the place to go to if you want to master basketball why it would be New York City where the playground legends are born you got Rucker Park Along with other venues. There's parks in the wealthy areas. There's parks in the section eighty in the section eight apartments. There are parks in the schools. There's parks all over New York. You want to be a big time baller on the court, you go to New York City. It's the Mecca of basketball. In the same frame, the Mecca of college football is Tuscaloosa, Bryant Denny Stadium in Alabama. It's where legends are made. It's town, Tuscaloosa. It's prestige. It's tradition. It's it's all of these things. You want to win national championships. You want to go to the NFL. You go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. There's levels of the stuff. I mean, Clemson is the equivalent of a Hyundai Elantra. Hyundai Elantra is a nice car. I drive a Hyundai Elantra. It's the equivalent of a Dodge Charger dodge charges a nice car but in alabama we're talking mercedes-benz bmw rolls royce i mean we we'll are bring out the big guns we're driving in class clemson is like and i'm not a drinker but clemson is like you know your budweiser your butt light your coors light your 40 out the bottle nothing wrong with sipping a little 40 out the bottle but Alabama's like P. Diddy in the 90s, popping Cristal. The, the fancy stuff, the big stuff. You're drinking with the pick boys when you're popping that Cristal. That's Alabama football. This devil's Sweeney Fit, the Mercedes Benz, the Rolls Royce, the BMW, and the popping of the Cristal. I mean, I get it. I got a chance to listen to some national media guys talk about you know, Alabama's under intense pressure to win this year because of losing all the offensive pieces, losing Tua, potentially losing two, and Najee Harris and Brian Robinson, and Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devonta Smith, Alex Netherwood, Jedrick Wills to the NFL. Well, Alabama loses defensive guys to the NFL almost each and every year, so what's the big difference in that? You're just reloading, for that matter. And you got national guys saying, You know, Clemson has surpassed Alabama, surpassed them. The vibe is bigger and better at Clemson. Clemson's got this number one recruiting class right now for 2020 with a bunch of five stars, including a five-star quarterback that's committed. And, you know, people love the family vibe. They love the coaching continuity. Clemson's got it going on. They're the sexy pick on the block. You know, Clemson. But does Dabo Sweeney you fans fit the Alabama factor he has got a lot got a lot of freedom at Clemson got a lot of freedom is he willing to give up that freedom to come to Alabama is he willing To give up that freedom and that 10-year, you know, $93 million contract, 9.3 million a year, to come to Bama where there's gonna be a lot more expectations on him because he's at at the Mecca of college football, biggest program out the gate. No, does he fit the Alabama factor? I want to hear from you guys, the fans, the guys that live and breathe this stuff, this program. What would be your three emotions if Dabo Sweeney was to be made or named the coach of Alabama football? If something was to happen to Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney was to be named the coach, what would be your three emotions? I'm going to give you mine right now. Number one, I would be shocked. And the reason why I'd be shocked is going back to you're leaving all of this freedom of Clemson you're not having a lot of competition in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I mean, Florida State's a dumpster fire. Miami's got quarterback issues. Virginia Tech's up and down. Virginia's up and down. North Carolina and North Carolina State be some And Duke and Wake Forest are basically bottom feeders. You don't know what the heck is going on at Georgia Tech. Clemson's running that conference. You got complete freedom over there. Versus Alabama and the SEC, Mississippi State scrappy. When Ole Miss is not on probation, they're scrappy. LSU's a tough out. Auburn can luck up and beat your times. Arkansas's tough at times. You go to the SEC. Oh, Texas A&M, big year for Jimbo. He's tough. You go to the SEC East. I mean, my goodness, Georgia. You got Tennessee coming up under Pruitt. South Carolina's scrappy. You can't even sneeze on Kentucky now. I mean Mike Stoops is cash money in the bank. They're coming off a 10 to win season for the first time since 1970. I mean the cats are tough now. So number one, I'd be shocked. Number two, my curiosity would be through the roof because you gotta wonder how is Dabo Sweeney gonna change the culture of Alabama recruiting? And number three, I'd be a little bit anxious. How with the culture? as a whole change before Dabo Sweeney Clemson won national title at least before Nick Saban Alabama had 12 when you divvied up between uh, Wallace Wade Frank Thomas Paul Bear Bryant and Gene Stallings, does Dabo Sweeney truly fit the Alabama factor fans what are your emotions like because next season is going to be interesting it's going to come down to, it's going to be one of two things Nick Saban Comes back, shuts college football up. He and Tua win the national championship, and uh, all the stuff that was talked about in the offseason becomes hogwash. Or we get Clemson winning, and the old Dan Woken article from USA Today on the Dynasty's Dead gets brushed back off and thrown back out there. One of those two is going to happen. I'm excited for the upcoming season, folks. want to hear from you on your emotions. Do you think Dabo Sweeney fits the Alabama factor? We're going to take a break here. Final break here on In My Own Words. As always, download for Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can get it from the iPhone App Store, Team Apple, iPhone, Google Play Store if you're rocking the Android phone. Podcast options is always available at the bottom of the screen. When we come back, we get into Brian Robinson versus Najee Harris. I touch on both of these running backs and what's to be expected of both of them. And of the two, which one could potentially have a better 2019 season? Don't go anywhere, folks. We're tidying up loose ends when we get back.